All right. Oh, how do we gonna start this thing? Um, uh, hi, everybody. Uh, it's been a long uh, 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 hiatus uh, for me. I haven't recorded a podcast in a decent amount of time uh, because uh, I don't know. I ran out of things to be mad at for a while, uh, and so uh, f- friends decided that it'd be a great idea to find me new and interesting things to be mad about. Yeah, I. Uh, I have come here to bring things to be mad at. The things yes. to be mad at is Excalibur. What if we yes. combined X-Men and Captain Britain, the famous comic book that everybody knows about? Yeah, it's like a Marvel British imprint or something. Yeah. Um, specific- I, I know tangentially about like things about it. Yeah. But yeah, I guess we should also like, you know, it's like, hi, I'm Fi. Yeah, uh, that'll, this is- that'll be good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, this is, uh, this is, this is my good buddy, uh, Tazril, um, uh, our, uh, in- interlocutor and villain of the podcast, <laughs> um, uh, our, our Magneto, if you will. Yes, um, uh, much like Magneto, I'm, I actually have a good point, <laughs> because Excalibur is good, and we will find this out over the next, you know, 800 episodes or whatever. <laughs> God, yeah, this is going to be like a million episodes. <laughs> uh, so, like, at least for right now, we're only like covering like the original like, like run from the eighties, and like with no, because like I I saw that like Excalibur, because of course uh, this is just how X Men comics go, uh, got like rebooted or like done again, over and over again. Uh, so there's even like an Excalibur comic that came out like 2019. Um, you know, as you do. Yeah, I mean, you, you just there's no there's no such thing as bad ideas when it comes to X Men. You just make more of it, um, and uh, but the horrible nightmare that uh, I have been promised uh, is the original like 1980s, like was it like 1988 or whatever to, when this came to out to like first. 93 or something. Yeah, it sounds about right. Um, uh, a horrible concoction by Chris Claremont, who is also the villain of the piece. Yes. With Alan Davis doing really cool art, yeah, the art's actually pretty solid. I, like uh, uh, older, like uh, older comic book art, I think always like ages pretty bad, uh, because just artistic, uh, uh, I guess, uh, trends in comic books tend to like uh, uh, age like like fucking milk because they're just I don't know. People they used to draw people really doofy in comic books for some reason, and just you know printing techniques. Yeah, of course. There, there's a very weird, um, awkward transition era where, like, comics went to the digital era and everyone just became fucking orange for some reason. Um, I, I don't know why everyone decided, like, everyone looks like a human thumb, uh, for one thing. And secondarily, like, just the, every, all the coloring got fucked up. They just, like, forgot what skin tones looked like. Uh, it's very peculiar. I hate it. Um, speaking of hating things, <laughs> I I think I wanted to get this right out the gate before like talking about anything else about Excalibur, uh, just to really set the tone. I hate the X Men. <laughs> I fucking hate them. Uh, th- uh, like a lot of a lot of kids, I grew up in the nineties. The funny the the funny like TV show with the like like that whole fucking thing. Great show, fantastic. Uh, everything else I've ever heard about X Men is frustrating i think is like the like the like 
buzzword, like the 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 like overarching word I would use to describe the X Men is like frustrating. That like, is that is the the feeling of being an X Men fan. It's just you know you know frustration. Yeah, it's like. Like, I could go on length to, like, the exact details of, like, why I hate the X-Men, but, like, at the at the end of the day, it just has a lot of the problem of being, you know, neoliberal bullshit, trying to paint, like, uh, project uh, the, uh, like, uh, concerns of underclass onto, like, a sort of mediocre white people, like, uh, affication of actual world problems, talking about, like, racism through the lens of, you know, Cyclops. Uh, just doesn't really work very well. There's been a lot of length taken into the concept of like using allegory and metaphor to talk about things like racism and 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 uh and in oppression and bigotry when the 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 like class that's being baited against has literal superpowers or there is like some predatory element to them. Uh, it's the same issue with like you know fucking Zootopia crap where it's like. This doesn't work if one of the races eats the other race. It's it's just it's just not a good metaphor. You shouldn't you think it shouldn't be framed in that way. And the problem is is that that's like a good third of the X Men. The other thirds of the X Men is like uh like shitty teenage soap opera, which is like the the highlight of X Men. Yeah, that's just like everyone part. yelling. It's everyone yelling at each other. It's being a dysfunctional found family. And the thing about it is if it was just a defun- dysfunctional found family, that would be great. Greatest comic <laughs> books of all time. But also it goes like, also, this is our people and we're going to go live on an island. Look, let's not forget the last third, which is alternate universes and time travel. And magic. Also space. I don't. And space. <laughs> The X-Men have their fingers in a lot of pies. Yeah. It's is the is the reality of it. Um but the the promise that was given to me about Excalibur, uh just to bring it back to what we're actually talking about, uh Excalibur is a little bit more restrained because um to, I guess to get into it, the book starts uh the, the story starts with all the X-Men being dead. Restrained which, is a choice. A choice a word choice there. I, I say restrained because it's just about a couple of mutants and not yeah. every mutant to ever live. Yeah, there, there's just, just a few of them. And and then there's uh, the, the other two. And then there's the other two. Um, but yeah, so we're going to... This is going to be a weird uh, release schedule and posting because uh, comic books don't fit especially neatly into like a chapter by chapter format. Uh, so we're just gonna have to, like, play this by ear, but the, the this first episode is going to be about, uh, Excalibur, the sword is drawn, which is a kind of, like, uh, I don't, I don't know what you'd call it, like a, like a, a, a lead-in, a, yeah. a forward, a prologue, it, even. You could call it issue zero, even. It, yeah, like an origin story, yeah. I guess, is kind of, like, what it is. It's, it's like a, it's a, it's a transitional story just there to be like, okay, and this is how... Uh, this is how we all formed the Excalibur. To, to put it in 80, uh, 80s comic book terms, it's an annual issue that also starts a new line. Incredible. Um, I gotta say, I am bamboozled by the fact that Excalibur starts with an E in this comic. Yeah. Every other fucking X-Men thing I've ever seen is like, they are proud of the fact that it is X, because X is a cool, a cool letter. 
It is a cool letter. Uh, the, the reason is just because they weren't sure if this was actually going to count as an uh, X book or not. Uh, I, I guess that makes sense. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, I guess we should like I get to my notes uh, yeah. at the very beginning of this is like because I'm I don't know because I, I only read this and I haven't read any of the stuff that leads into it. How the fuck did this happen? Like both in intertextually and and I guess extra textually. All right, like, let's like how did Excalibur? All right, let's start with outside of the the pages of the comic book. All right, so Chris Claremont, uh, he was put in charge of the Marvel UK comic book stuff, and he was he decided, all right, uh, they want me to do a British uh, comic. What about Captain Britain? Now, the reason he was put in charge is because uh, he was born uh, in England. He, the, the, the reason this is very dumb is he left England when he was three years old. Ah. So, <laughs> so he's only technically British. Yeah, so he, he started Captain Britain, and then he, he stopped doing it and let someone who's actually good at comic books do it. <laughs> okay, that's not fair, because I love Chris Claremont, but... He had Alan Moore come in, and yes. Alan Moore just is an evil Rasputin wizard demon. Yeah. Uh, so the comic is going to be very different. Yeah, the, the the comic book became very Alan Moore. Yeah, and then so, uh, Marvel was like, uh, "We want to close down the UK branch because it sucks and it's not making any money." Mm-hmm. As and, Marvels want to do, yeah. and so that's when Chris Claremont started saying. All right, I'm going to bring these characters that I created and then other people like did. And I want to work mm-hmm. with Alan Davis cuz he seems cool. And so I'm going to you pitch this thing called Excalibur where I have these uh X-Men who aren't doing anything cuz I like wrote them off cuz it was too there's too many uh too many men's in the X's. Yes. And then, a very common problem yeah. with X-Men is there's far too many of them. Yeah. And there's already like three different X-Men comics going on at the same time. Yeah, and that's restrained for X-Men. Yeah. Look, this was when they were inventing multiple X-Men lines. Yeah. And, like, his original idea of how to, like, start bringing them in is the fall of the mutants. which <laughs> The fall of the mutants. Which is important to this comic. Yes, it is the, like, opening incident, yeah. kind of. Because you see... So what the fuck is a fall of the mutants? All right. Alright, so, uh, Forge, who is, uh, uh, a, uh, Native American. Should we explain what an X-Men is? Alright, <laughs> right, let's start with thing. an X-Men. Alright, so, uh, several billions of years ago, there was this... <laughs> okay, let's not go with that version. <laughs> what, what's, what is, what is Apocalypse's real name? Like, Eben Sir or Yeah, this is way before. This, this is, I was about to drop the, uh, the, uh... The, the the mitochondria Eve of X Men, which is <laughs> yes. uh, which is also a villain that they fight at some point. <laughs> the mitochondrial X gene. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the the actual like incredibly like I think banal explanation of an X Men is that uh, Stanley got tired of having to try and figure out uh, character origin stories. Yeah, and he was like, "Uh, it's uh, mutants. That's that's good." And then much later on. They decided, and they, they wanted a teen book. They wanted a book yes. with teens, and they didn't want to think about a bunch more origin stories. So, like, 
Oh yeah, these teens, they're just all mutants. They're uh, extraordinary. Yes. Exemplary. Isn't isn't that what it is? It's like extraordinary. Yeah, extra. Yeah, they're extraordinary. That's why they're the X Men. Yes, we need radical teens with attitude. I I have read that run. Don't. It's bad. <laughs> is that going to just be like the recurring thing with X Men? I read that run. It's bad. Don't. I mean, uh, I won't say that for sure because I'm like, if New Mutants come up, I'm gonna like read New Mutants. Yeah, but it's uh, not going to come up because the. the these are not the same character. Well, Kitty Pride is in New Mutants, and it will come up at some point, but tangentially. It's going to be really hard to talk about comic books and comic book lore because everything just kind of expects you to be like, you know, it's the the classic joke of read issue fifty eight of this other comic book. You never well, care about the good thing about this comic book is that it expects nobody to know who Captain Britain <laughs> or Megan are. It does not even try. It's very funny. It's like no, you uh, don't know but- who these people are. But a pretty, I think you do require some sort of cursory knowledge about like what an X Man is, yeah. and it's basically like what if what if you had a gene that made people racist towards you? Yeah, um, yeah. It gives you superpowers. Sometimes those powers are uh, uh, dying of radiation poisoning in your body, making radiation, or being able to explode once. Yeah, once. Um, uh, or being whatever the fuck is going on with Glob Herman. <laughs> uh, uh, I believe that's called being cool. <laughs> being the coolest I, I implore anyone to look up Glob Herman he's, he's, he's a he's a visual treat uh, of an exit man uh, but for the most part it's usually you get a cool radical radical power and you, you get to wear the cool like yellow and blue jumpsuit with the X's on it and you get a found family and then and yes. then you get to do uh, cool you know uh, teen soap opera stuff with them teen soap opera slash paramilitary yeah. uh, uh, slash uh xenophobic apartheid uh depending on where you are and when yeah. you are look this is this is back when the uh the uh the south africa allegory was still about being bad to mutants instead of the mutants being south africa <laughs> whoops um but yeah so the fall of the mutants happened and like killed off a bunch of them i yeah. think all right at least the x-men died yes all right now do you do you want follow the mutants now that we've explained what the exit men are Yes, what an exit man is. <laughs> now we throw that all the dumpster because most of them are gone. All right, all right. So uh, in Vietnam, Forge, uh, in, in a in desperation, called on his one of the evil ancient Native American spirits that does not exist called the adversary. Yes, Forge, by the way, is an indigenous like First Nations man with like. Yeah. Techno powers, I think, yeah, is his he, mutant ability. Yeah, he he can invent. He's uh, Cheyenne, and he knows how to invent. Invent. Yeah, yeah. He he super invents and has like usually like a robo leg or arm. I forget. Oh uh, yeah, he's got a robo leg and a hand because he lost them in Vietnam. <laughs> Incredible. Because remember, uh, he, but yeah. this comic is 1988. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 con, was it contemporaneous with yeah. Vietnam. Yeah, like how the Punisher gets really weird the more farther you move forward in the future. Um, yeah. uh, uh, sliding time scales, everyone. They're the worst, <laughs> and I hate them. So yeah, uh, the, the, it originally was not going to be the adversary. It was going to be a Captain Britain-ish person. Yeah, but they were like, so is like the adversary like a thing made up for the fall of mutants? Yeah, it was made up for the fall of mutants. It was there, like shit. I can't use this Captain Britain villain. Uh, adversary. Yeah, 
and was this like an internalized attempt to try and like tamper down on how much X-Men stuff was, or was it just like, let's just do a big event. We're going to kill off all the mutants. Uh, events were still new things. This was going to be a reboot. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> they hadn't invented the concept of events yet, which is a very funny comic book I, concept. I mean, X-Men kind of invented the annual event. Incredible. I, I guess it makes sense where there's so many of them. Yeah. It's just, it's like, it's like doing a Royal Rumble. Yeah. Eventually you gotta just sort of like start throwing all these dudes at each other. Yeah, the, the first one was the Mutant Massacre, which has, you know, the X-Men, Thor, Daredevil, and the team of, you know, children, Power Pack. Incredible. Uh, but yeah, so the adversary was what? Wipes out all the mutants? Uh, no, it's much more silly and complicated than that. Of course. All right, so they're in Dallas trying to stop the adversary because, for once, something does not happen in Manhattan. It's it's honestly really funny that it happens in Dallas, of all things. Yeah. Uh, to, uh, to put this in a time period, Dallas, the soap opera, was still on the air. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> soap operas were an archaic form of <laughs> television. What what if you wrote a reality show instead of uh, also writing it but pretending it's real people? Yes. All right. So uh, yeah, they they find out from Roma, daughter of Merlin, uh, the uh, the ruler of the the uh, you know om- <laughs> omniverse that uh, <laughs> ruler she, of the omniverse. Yeah, she will come up later on to uh, put a pin in this. <laughs> That they, she tells them that uh, the only way to get rid of the uh, adversary is to sacrifice seven souls, and so the X Men, who are there, are like, well, if we don't do this, the world's dead. So we will heroically sacrifice herself. And so then Roma's like, okay, uh, since you did that, um, go through this thing called the Siege Perilous, and we'll send you to Australia. <laughs> you you will, you will get some character redesigns. Yeah, you are going oh, to wait, Australia. Actually, I am wrong. The Siege Perilous happens after Australia. No, oh, uh, no, but that's just, silly. I, I know it's very. I mean, it might be both. Honestly, I do not remember exactly. But anyway, they they go to Australia and have to pretend to be dead, and, yes. and they have a cool Australia adventures. But everybody is sure they died because technically they did. They just that you got better very quickly. It, it, it is an extreme case of getting fridged, basically. Yeah. It was like, uh, look, we need the, the these these exit men. We need them to be a small underground force again, because we got yeah, X Factor as the big popular one, and we have uh, uh, the uh, New Mutants as the child soldiers. So we need something else. <laughs> we need a new secret <laughs> third thing. Yeah. Um, enter Excalibur. Yep. Yeah, the secret fourth thing that nobody expected. And so, this all sets up to, uh, everybody is dead, as far as they can tell. And, yeah. uh, everybody's sad. <laughs> and 20 minutes in, we're now allowed to actually talk about yeah. And now we get to talk about the dream sequence that starts yes. this off. The opening is a bizarre, weirdly overly meta dream sequence in which Kitty Pride, who is our sort of de facto protagonist, I suppose, mm-hmm. 
Uh, she she's like a plucky sidekick of yeah. one of the other uh, exit men's. Uh, her power is the ability to uh, walk through walls. Uh, it's depending on the writer, one of the most broken things ever. Uh, or completely useless. Yes, or completely useless because the writer couldn't think of good ways to use it. I don't know what like okay. So this I guess this allows me to like answer like ask a question right out the gate. Why is it making a big deal about like Kitty Pride having to like she's like intangible always now and has to like focus to be unintangible? Well, I guess is that like a thing that like at least again contemporaneous to this comic recently happened or something? Yeah, or is uh, it just, yeah. Like, during the mutant massacre, she got almost deaded. And mm-hmm. now she, her power works where she has to think to be solid into instead of think to be not solid. Yeah, this creates a lot of really bizarre questions like how does she not phase through everything she sleeps on or the floor or into the earth? Uh, but again, this is a mutant power, so it just kind of works on mutant power logic. <laughs> it, it, uh, the answer is she, she phases through things when it would be annoying and uh, interesting for the character to do so. Yes, which I think is probably for the best. It's just, it's always really funny how, like, X-Power, like, mutant powers just work on kind of a bizarre nonsense logic. Yeah. Um, that you just kind of have to put up with. It's like stands or quirks or fucking Naruto ninjutsu. Yeah. Like, you just, you just have to accept it. Yeah, it's just like anime or anime or anime. <laughs> I mean, anime is an <laughs> apt comparison to the X-Men. <laughs> they are essentially an anime. It is true. Just you wait. Just you wait. Uh, but yeah, we get like a, like, I do think it's a fun, like, opening thing where it's just like, it, it's, everyone is acting wildly out of character in this dream sequence because it's all done in like, from a, like, uh, like, it's like a, like a show, like it's like a television yeah. show yeah, th- that they're all part of. Yeah, to be specific, Kitty Pride is having a dream where all the, uh, the X-Men who are, are very dead now are, uh, there in the dream. And they're all just acting like they're in a show. And she's like, uh, what the fuck? Yes. And then uh, Rachel Summer shows up. <laughs> this this, this is already my first note. Who the fuck is Rachel Summer? All right. So, uh, in God Loves, Man Kills. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to be like this the whole podcast, by yes. the way. It's, it's, all, it's all distractions. It's all like... It, it's all it's all uh, uh, digressions because it's the only way to talk about X Men is you have to be like okay who's this well that's a character from this other comic that's been around for like twenty years at this point but you didn't read about them and they're a complete mystery to you all right uh, I, the, the the simple quick version is she's from an alternate uh, future uh, where the uh, the uh, mutant registration act was passed and yes. uh, most of the X Men got killed. And she got turned into a, a a person who has to hunt other mutants called a hound, which is why she has her weird bondage outfit. Yeah, that outfit is ridiculous, <laughs> by the way. It's like a spiky red jumpsuit with built-in heels. It's insane. And, um, and, and we'll get into her relationship with Cable later on. It, it, I, I'm going to say this up front, too. It is the least fetishistic thing that's in this yeah. comic book. Yeah, she, she's just, just got a cool post-apocalyptic outfit. And she's got a, she shows up like in bondage chains. It's, a, it's deranged. Yeah. She is known as the Phoenix. She is the daughter of, you know, 
you know, uh, Madeline Pryor, who, uh, it, well, no, she's not the daughter of Madeline Pryor. That's sorry. She's the do- daughter of, uh, you know, Scott Summers and, uh, what's her name? Man, uh, the person Madeline Pryor is a clone of, my mind just died. Uh, fucking, uh, what's her name? Jean Grey. Fucking Jean, Jean Grey. Grey. Yeah. Yeah. And- yeah. So Scott Summers is Cyclops, who is typically the main character of, of Exit Man. He's the one that shoots laser beams out of his mm-hmm. eyeballs. Um, uh, Jean Grey is uh, insanely complicated, like in terms of like a, her story through the course of uh, comic books. Um, but she's like a telepath, and then like Christ, she's been a phoenix. <sighs> yeah, how do we explain the phoenix force? We don't. Um, <laughs> we we don't. It, all you need to know is that there in the Marvel universe, there's a lot of like bullshit cosmic powers that make no sense and are like intergalactic problems or problem solvers and sometimes a main character will just end up with it despite it being nothing to do with their comic book line yeah and and uh rachel summers is called the phoenix because she has the phoenix power which is just you know don't worry about it it's a cosmic thing that creates life and is also uh very phoenix themed with all that sometimes it's evil yeah sometimes it's evil sometimes it's not Hmm. It's really mostly an excuse to draw really cool, like, flaming wings on a character. Which is cool. Half the time. So- yeah. I gotta say, too, just to talk about the aesthetics and think, despite this being a podcast, I am so mixed on Rachel's design. Because it's like, I love the ridiculous, like, heeled, like, red jumpsuit. I uh, can't complain with that. But, like, the fucking, like, rat tail uh, uh, and the, like... The weird, like, lines on her face that yeah. appear whenever she's, like, doing her thing look fucking ridiculous. Yeah, the, the lines on her face are also uh, tattoos she got when she was a hound, which are, are uh, you know, oh no, I'm having trauma flashbacks. God. She gets them a lot. Yeah. It's also <laughs> just used as, uh, yeah, she's using her powers. This is shorthand for powers. Yeah, a lot like that happens a lot, and it's specifically X Men. There's usually like the character will have some kind of shorthand to be like powers are happening, especially because a lot of characters are telekinetic, which just means you have to like do something to be like, okay, they're using an invisible force. Just trust us. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Rachel Summer comes into this by uh, floating and being held down by chains by all the other X Men. Yes, spouting absolutely cryptic nonsense. Well, it all makes sense if you know about Mojo Jojo. (laughs) Fucking Mojo. (laughs) It's so hard to talk about X-Men. So Mojo is like a weird, like, intergalactic game show host. Or, like, reality TV show host that, like, kidnaps the X-Men from time to time and forces them on hilarious death games. Yeah. Um, He is whatever is the most popular form of media at the time. Yeah, he he is definitely a metaphor for every TV exec mushed together into one evil monster. Yeah, and Uh, and, uh, Rachel is uh, captured by Mojo uh, because... uh, she got taken to the body shop by uh, Spiral. We will not explain Spiral because that is another entire episode. <laughs> That's another landmine we're just going to have to <laughs> skirt by. You just need to uh, understand that she tried to kill uh, the, the the people in the Hellfire Club, which is a club of rich people in bondage gear. Yes. 
and uh, based, uh, and based tangentially off of the real world high, uh, hellfire yeah. club. Uh, uh, Wolverine stabbed her to uh, uh, stop that from happening for ill-explained reasons. Yes, uh, but yeah. So uh, uh, the 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 dream ends when everyone uh, t- sloughs off their skin to reveal they're actually these horrible silver nightmares that I hate. <laughs> yes, the <laughs> core wolves. Ah, God. So, okay, so it's kind of vague on, like, what the fuck their werewolves deal is. They're, they're like, a mojo thing, right? Yeah, they're they're Um, a mojo thing. They're from the mojo-verse. This is where they are invented. Incredible. You're on the ground floor for your favorite characters. God, fucking... Okay, so the reason why I hate werewolves is because they are, like, actual fetish material. Their whole thing is they, like, hollow people out and turn them into skin suits and then wear them at, like, as, like, to to operate because they're, like, bizarre, shiny, bird-beaked wolf monsters. Yes, as you do. Okay, the thing that gets me all the time about werewolves isn't necessarily the fact that, like, the way that they work. Because, yeah, sure, whatever. It's the ridiculous way in which they talk. Because their, like, dialogue does not sync up with, like, an evil pack of wolf monsters. They all, like, talk like comedy, like, goon guys. Like, it's 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 incredibly incongruous. Oh, yeah. It's so odd to me. Let me just say, put a pin in that and wait until next episode. Oh, no. <laughs> um... But yeah, she wakes up from her ridiculous dream, um, has a panic attack, walks to the walls about it. Also, Kitty can just fly, right? She just does. Well, she walks on the sky. <laughs> but she's still like, fl- like she's like in a flying pose when yeah, she does. She it. can also fly. Just it's don't worry about it. It's uh, not important. <laughs> she can do whatever. Whatever is cool at the moment. That it. That's what's yeah, important. It, it's it's another one of those like I just want to draw the character doing this characters shut up, um Christ uh okay so uh she she has a premonition dream uh I guess she has a dragon pet yeah um yeah Lockhart don't don't uh, worry about I mean, it don't worry about his seal <laughs> yeah another another one of those we're just gonna have to talk about we'll, this we'll get to that later <laughs> it's <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Um, she has a lot of, like, uh, uh, she has a lot of emotions about yeah. all of her dead friends. Um. And then the sunrise is a giant phoenix. I wonder if this is going to be important later. I wonder. Um, and then, uh, and then Megan. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So- I, I, again, my notes are, who the fuck is Megan? All right. Now, right now, I want to ask you a question. What is Megan's powers? What do you think at this moment are Megan's powers? I I think she has shape-shifting powers. That is I true. Think. That is that is the the heart of it. It is I, much like, sillier than than that. If you actually take it literally by the way it's shown in this comic, she has specifically her hair changes shape and it lets her fly powers. No, it is um, a different kind of silly. Yes, I'm sure it is. I'm just saying, like, if you just take it literally from the way yeah. it's presented in this comic, her hair is like a straight laser beam when we first see it, and then it becomes like, you know, the fluffy, like, hair yeah. of the 80s style shit. Well, you see, that's because she was half turning into a dolphin in that scene. 
Ah, obviously, my mistake. Yeah. As as you do when you hang out with dolphins, is you start to turn into a dolphin. Yes, as we all know, that's just how it yeah. works. Uh, yeah, her, the description it gives is like in the olden days she'd be known as a fairy folk, but actually she's a mutant, which I feel like is always like a recurring thing. Like you never know who's gonna turn out to actually be a mutant whenever they feel like it. Mm. Uh, yeah, she, yeah, her her whole deal will be explained more in the coming books. Yes, you, you have enough to go forward. I, I hoped as much. The more important thing that I actually needed to talk about about the scene where Megan shows up is their fucking cool ass lighthouse they live in. Oh yeah, the lighthouse is fucking great. It's so cool. It's like this ridiculous, like fucking, like it, it's it's it is so like peak like I want I want to live here kind of houses where it's just they've turned every level of a lighthouse into the rooms of their like cool hideout um yeah she's got a big circular bed on her level uh brian's got uh, a bunch of alcohol on his level oh man um yeah so (laughs) i guess we also have to talk about brian uh brian braddock uh uh, who is very distraught because i guess his sister was an x-men and she's now an ex-person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the dream, she shows up and she has uh, static where her eyes were supposed to be. And then she gets TV eyes implanted in. And then yeah. we see in this part, uh, Megan sees the TV announcing that she's been fucking killed. <laughs> she's been fucking dead. Yeah, I my note here actually says she he mourns her racist yeah. sister. Yeah, she... Look, this would... Look, when she was killed this time, she was white. This is before yeah. she she became a minority. I do think we gotta like explain Psylocke very briefly. <laughs> so Psylocke was is a like telepath right. who her mostly like her most known like uh, appearance is that of a Japanese woman, yeah. which she's not. Yeah, yeah. She, she all right. In Captain Britain, uh, she got her eyes scooped out by Slaymaster and nearly died. And then uh, uh, Mojo did some things. And then she became an X-Men. And she's got a cool (laughs) butterfly effect whenever she uses her psychic powers. And then she fucking dies completely. And it comes back as an Asian woman for incredibly complicated reasons that will be... completely rewritten multiple times yeah and i think at this point are just now two separate characters because they wanted to keep the design because like psylocke is one of those like you sell this character as a figure kind of like characters like she's like a a leotard and like leggings kind of bitch so well also uh when she becomes asian she gets ninja powers because uh the lady who she is stealing the body from who now has her old body was a ninja (laughs) <laughs> and ninja's transferable yeah it's a trans- <laughs> yeah, that's called muscle memory you know, don't- <laughs> she, she possesses the ninja gene <laughs> oh, unlike Christ. kitty pride who had to be trained by wolverine to be a ninja yes because as we know Wolf- uh, of course wolverine is a weeaboo who was who was who's lived in japan for a while um christ it is like a samurai <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah. Fuck, he, fuck, why are X Men like yeah, this? Yeah, he's got a samurai sword and a and, and a samurai girlfriend. We are at best a third to this pe- fucking comic, <laughs> maybe like three pages if you really get into yeah, it. Yeah, true. 
In, uh, but fucking Captain Britain is distraught because of his dead racist uh, uh, sister. She's not racist uh, yet. She's just very rich <laughs> and will, British. Which she oh, will wait, become shit. racist. <laughs> yeah, I I also gotta say like the the fact that Captain Britain's like the whole thing is he's got the big dumb jack is one of those like boy this is not there's there's never a good time in which this is good optics but boy <laughs> boy has this age like milk. Oh, just wait till we find out about his brother. Oh boy, um, but yeah, uh, there's a really strange like at a, without knowing the context of it. There's a very strange moment in which like Megan's like face shifts into like a weird grumpy face that I don't understand. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that that's the face she had, well, partially to the face she had when Captain Britain first found her, and then she goes into the you know the beautiful blonde version which she uh, has when she's around Captain Britain. All right. Uh, fuck. I'm, um, I'm gonna uh, say a word here that makes no sense, but will make sense l- later. Emotional metamorph. Oh, no. <laughs> She's a dark empath. <laughs> um, uh, fuck. But yeah, oh, Christ, I forget what she's doing. She's like, like, Brian is having a bad time and drinking and doing the, like... Like, comic books have a lot of really generic poses, and one of the more generic, like, a pose that I see all the time in comic, like, old comics, is the, like, smashing a table, mm-hmm. uh, like, knocking it over pose is used so often. Um, the funny part about it is because the way it is, he's sitting in, like, a beanbag chair, gets up to smash his table, and then sits back down in his beanbag chair. Well, yeah. Well, it's because it's the cool lighthouse, so it's got to have the cool beanbag chair. Uh, but yeah, uh, Megan fucks off, uh, I guess. Yeah, she she writes um, a, a little a note while standing on the table like a little goblin. Yeah, Megan is an absolute goblin and so far my favorite. Actually, that's not true, because who comes up next is still yeah. a, a probably my favorite yeah. boy. Yeah, specifically, she's like, Here, look, I'm going to Moria McTaggart's uh, island. Uh, we will not go into what Moria McTaggart's thing is because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It has been retconned. Um, so <laughs> we cut to uh, the coolest. Like, like there's a lot of like hay to be made about the queer aesthetics that go on in the X Men comics, and fucking Nightcrawler is the most like fucking like twinkest boy to ever live. The biased icon. He oh, it's insane. Like he is an absolute fucking creature. Uh, uh, it is, it is hard not to be like, it is, it is hard. <laughs> like, and, and, and we find him lot. in the most uh, Nightcrawler possible uh, position, uh, in the middle of a abstract, weird 3D, uh, jungle gym, fighting a bunch of robots with, uh, musketeer hats while holding that three rapiers. <laughs> they are programmed to fight like musketeers of old uh he has three rapiers because he's the fucking coolest one in each hand and one in your tail at what point did they decide nightcrawler was a pirate because like that was like a great decision but it's just like why did that happen well they decided that after they decided he doesn't have lesbian parents (laughs) right i forgot about that uh the the fucking cowards yes um, his, his powers also seem to be messed up and yeah. teleporting hurts. Nightcrawler's thing is he teleports. He, he's like yeah. the teleporter. Yeah. 
to, to those who don't know about the Nighted Crawler, he is blue. He is an acrobat. Yes. He is German. Yes. He is uh, incredibly uh, over the top and twink. He is he is bisexual energy personified. Uh, he he is he he has got the he always has consistently the best outfit, the best aesthetics. Uh, he's he's this uh, freaky blue demon man. Um, There's just one thing that we do not talk about with Nightcrawler. <laughs> is it the Catholic thing? Oh no, no, no. the Catholic thing's fine. Um, it is his uh, foster sister slash girlfriend. Right, I forgot that. Like X Men has a lot of incest. In um. But yeah, he's so iconic, he has his own sound effect. Yeah, good old Banff. Yes. Yeah, Banff is the sound teleporting makes, specifically when Nightcrawler does it. Uh, but yeah, his his design is powerful. I, I, I've, I thumbed through a couple of like other Excalibur books just to kind of like get a feel for this. And he is always consistently trying to like outdo everybody's outfit all the time. Yes. Like there's a later there's a later shot where he's wearing like this giant ridiculous like fucking like purple fur coat and giant sunglasses for no fucking reason. Well, it's, it's to, to keep himself hidden. <laughs> that doesn't... It, it, is it dazzle camouflage? <laughs> no, actually, this is this is the comic where uh, he finally gets to get out of his uh, weird uh, superhero acrobatic outfit and just wear normal people clothes quotation marks. <laughs> the the funniest thing that's cons- that happens consistently in this comic is characters wearing just coats over their X Men costumes. <laughs> like that's a normal thing to be wearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just normal stuff to do. And yeah, he's got yes. he's got such David Bowie hair too. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So yeah, wh- while he's fighting the eight hundred musketeer robots, uh, he gets stabbed. He can barely ter- teleport because. Uh, uh, mutant massacre again. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, he got uh, fucked up by the uh, the synth- the shape shifting sentinel robot from the future, Nimrod. Yes, as it as is one as you do. do. Yeah, they go back to fucking. I guess they've been living in uh, uh, Moira McTaggart's house. The this is another one of those things I love about comic book artists. They have no idea how big a door is yeah. because Moira's door is fucking enormous and it's for one reason and one reason alone it's because they couldn't figure the how to draw the proportions of the character that walks through it next <laughs> um yeah the actual substance of this of the scene uh is uh, kitty pride goes and like hey i had a dream and and kurt is it's kurt right it's yeah like kurt, kurt wagner, yeah, kurt right? wagner. Or something like that. yeah yeah so so uh kurt uh, like it's like oh, i had this weird dream about the X-Men and, and Rachel, and he's like, oh, uh, uh, I also had that dream as well. <laughs> what a coincidence. Yeah, uh, specifically after he uh, had, she had to save him because he had turned off the all the uh, safety limiters to prove that he still had it, and he nearly died. Yes. And- yeah, they, I... I- I, I gotta say, like, without having a lot of the other context of, like, X-Men, I do really like that it sets up the kind of, like, okay, these guys are fucked up. Like, whatever happened in X-Men has left them, like, a wreck, like, both emotionally and physically, which means, like, they are, the, 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 I guess it's to, like, reset the power level kind of thing, where it's, like, here's the expectations of the kind of thing that we're going to be dealing with, and it's not going to be, like, X-Men cosmic bullshit. 
yeah. uh, right now. Yeah, it's like, look, we know that you love when the X-Men are sad. Well, we're, we're making them sad about normal stuff instead of cosmic stuff. <laughs> but yeah, Kitty shares the, the dream she has. And Kurt's like, yeah, I had the same dream. And they're like, uh, that's, yeah, that's probably means something then. <laughs> it probably means something. And werewolves are there. Yeah. And they were horrible and I hated them. <laughs> um, I sure hope they, they never show up again. Basically, the thought is like, well, you know, Rachel's a, a telepath. So maybe she was like doing something. But they get interrupted by the largest woman I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. With, Okay. Fucking Technet is insane. Technet is a fever dream of a thing to exist. It is a it. I I have now read a comic with Technet, and I still don't believe they're real. Like it is, it is an insane fake nonsense comic nightmare that I don't understand how how anyone thought this was okay. They are beautiful. They are perfect. I love them, and you can never say a bad word about them except <laughs> for uh, Pharaoh. You can say whatever you yes. want about Pharaoh. So, so a giant woman the size of a minivan shows up through Moira's gigantic door, um, <laughs> basically doing the like salutations, Earthlings. Uh, I'm here on official business. Hmm. Uh, we're we're here to capture. I think it's Rachel that they're here for. Yes, yeah, and she ha- and she has her her, her teleporter, a uh, little goblin Muppet thing hanging off of her. He's a very Muppet shaped. Um, yeah, yeah, they're on behalf of um, big woman, <laughs> Opal Luna Saturni, uh, the the Omniversal Magistrix, big woman, <laughs> um, the the kind of woman I would invent. Uh, uh, put, put a pin in that. <laughs> um, Christ, I love it. Like this scene is insane because it just sort of all happens at once. They show up, Megan shows up, and she's like, "You," and they're like, "You." Um, yeah, and and, and w- the great thing is when the hologram of of Opaluna Saturnine shows up, uh, both Kurt and uh and Kitty are like, "Wow, hot lady." Yeah, I I I, I wrote that. Like, I I needed to ask about that. Is like, is Kitty supposed to be a lesbian? Is that supposed to be textual, or did they just like write that? Uh, it it's heavily implied that she is bi. Cool. We stand this <laughs> these bisexual freaks. Um, yeah, I oh uh, fuck yeah. This is like the thing that was like, <laughs> like because it's like a blink and you miss it kind of line. Because it's like I am Oprah Lunar Saturnine. I am Universal Magistrix, responsible for the maintenance of other realities of the sector of creation. And then everyone's like, holy shit! And uh. <laughs> Uh, Megan's line is, I never understood what Brian saw her, and Kitty's like, boy, I can, damn it. <laughs> like, the, the, especially because of the, the ellipses and the way it's written, it's like, boy, I can, and then, like, chiding herself for, like, <laughs> saying that out loud is how I read it. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and uh, she's like, yeah, I'm here for, uh, the, the whole Phoenix Force thing is a threat to the Omniverse. To all, yeah, all of the universes, and which is give us true, Rachel. right? Yeah, like is true, right? Like the Phoenix Force is basically like a cosmic atom bomb that just kind of like flies around from place to place. I mean, what isn't true? You got me there, but like <laughs> specifically, that's like one of Phoenix's kind of like bags is yeah. like they're an incredibly universal, important thing, but also like 
they're exceptionally dangerous because, you know, it's one of those in the wrong hands. Yeah. That can yeah. be... the, the Phoenix Force is fueled by emotions. And if you have yeah. the wrong emotions, uh, you do some genocides. Oh, no, humans are full of emotions. <laughs> Sometimes they have the wrong emotions, too, and it's bad. It's very, very yeah. bad. Let me let me just say Dark Phoenix Saga and leave it with that. Yeah. Uh, Which is a yeah, saga uh... of three issues. <laughs> yeah, that had, like, a fundamental uh, effect on everything. Uh, but, yeah, Opal Luna Santorine is a very large, kissable woman who is here for, for the Phoenix. Um, you know, it's the classic, like... Uh, uh, like no one seems to know what anyone else's like bag is in this scene, yeah. which I do love. It's just, it's like I don't know who that is, and I don't know who you are, but I know who Rachel is, and you're not. You're gonna have to go through me to get to her. <laughs> yeah, it's very much two two different groups that have no clue who's the other's thing is. Uh, and then like, and and it's you know, it's the like diplomacy has failed, and then all of like TechNet gets teleported in then, uh, to this scene. Then all. Then all of my uh, Globos show up. They are the most scrungly Blimbos of all time. The 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 density of freaks that are in Technic. Like the thing about it is that like I I implore people to look up Technic because like there's there's like comic book freak and then there's whatever the fuck Technic is. Technic is like bizarre bargain bin toys you didn't know were from something. Like, it's the kind of shit where it's like, it's this weird little goblin man. What does he do? Like, what is he related to? Oh, is this fucking weird Korean line, like bootleg line you never heard about? It's it's like you buy a bag of little tiny toys that are all in the bag and you pull them off. It's like, this, why, why, why is this hot lady with this little, like, you know, literal giant fat baby? And also this dude with four arms and four swords. <laughs> Yeah, you have like a weird. You have like a hobgoblin with four rapiers. Um, oh my god, I have to try and explain right. what these people look like. It's okay. I'll 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 tag in for this one. All right. <laughs> so there's Pharaoh, who just looks like a little hobgoblin with you know the the four swords and four arms, as you do. Uh, there is China Doll, who is uh, your generic green space alien from a comic. She's book. like an, but she's like an eel woman. No, no, like that as well. Oh wait, yeah, sorry, yeah, China. Yeah, China Doll is an ill so, woman. Sorry, you're thinking of Scatterbrain. Yeah, sorry, is the, I missed is the I, only normal yeah, one. Yeah, uh, China Doll is an eel woman who has a mohawk waterfall that goes all the way down her tail, which is awesome. Yeah, it rules, but it's deranged. Uh, there's Scatterbrain, um, who is the generic space elf green lady. Yes, I love her design. It's fantastic. Yeah, you would. You would. Yes. It is the most fi design of all time. Giant poofy hair. Uh, uh, the sl- like the sh- the sleeves come off the shoulder. The cool like gradient pantsuit. Ah, oh, it's great. Right. There is Joy Boy, who is a baby. Uh, I hate him. Who in a floating hover um, chair? Uh, uh, but no, we haven't got. What about a body bag? Who is uh, a a Ben Tin alien? <laughs> He is a Ben 10 alien. Just a, He's like a lima bean with arms and legs. Yeah, a green and he's got a weird symbol on his, his uh, forehead. There is waxworks, which I think is literally impossible to explain yeah. what they look like. Uh, think of like, uh, like a uh, weird like War of the Worlds Martian and then give him legs. Oh, with like little stubby legs. Yeah, like little Just stubby li- legs. give him human legs. There's Thug, I think yeah. his name is, which is like a big... 
he's like a short, muscly guy that's dressed like a scroll for some yeah. reason. What what if he had giant arms to just like, you know, among us feet? Yeah, he is the most just like a, an action figure. And and then Ring Toss. Ring Toss. Who right, is ring toss. uh what if what if what if a person had an object head that shot rings? Yeah. They're they're the other most normal one of the group. <laughs> yeah, the th- uh, their actual leader, which we didn't talk about, is who is an absolute minivan of a woman. Go ahead. Uh, is Gate Crash, who is a telepath, I think. Oh, uh, um, her big thing is that she is big and strong. Yeah, she has the most boring of the powers. Because we're gonna have to get into it with the rest of the, the com. Their powers are fucking yeah. insane. Yeah, we'll get- absolutely deranged yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Uh, Gate Crash's power is she is the only one who can plan for more than five minutes. Mm-hmm. And she she is a big woman who can step on you. That the power the power of Team Mom. Um. Yeah. So yeah. so the fight starts and we get to see a couple of their powers. Uh, I hate them and they're the worst. Scatterbrain. Scatter. <laughs> scatter. The, the panel for Scatterbrain is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Like it, it gets explained later that Scatterbrain like overwhelms your neurons, so you like. It just literally, like, scatterbrains you. Like, that's what her power does. It looks crazy, though, because, like, Kitty's, like, running and they just face plants. It is really not hard. Like, it's 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 got, like, it needs, like, a comedy sound effect of her crashing into the ground face first. Yeah, while there's cool mystical abstract stuff happening. Yeah, it's it's a cool, it's a pretty cool panel. Yeah. I, I do like scatterbrains whole bag. And, and, and uh, then we go straight to something you hate, body bag. Oh, fucking body bag. I, okay... I still, like, so, okay. <laughs> there's a lot, there, like, the thing that I've been told about uh, Excalibur is that there's a lot of, like, incidental fetish content because Chris Claremont's a freak. Um, and, like, I always knew about that. But, like, still seeing it in action is still the worst. <laughs> um, body bag's whole deal is they, like, stab you with, like, a transparent bag thing. And then they, like, eat you. And it, like, creates, like, a bubble backpack, like, on their back that's, like, they're, but, like, they're, like, it's all biological. Like, they are, like, they, like, create a biological body bag. You're trapped inside. Yeah, he he, he sprays paralyzing clear fluid, wraps you in the clear fluid that makes a sack, and then swallows you, and you pop out his back in a clear sack. Yeah. It's the worst. So yeah, uh, uh, Megan and Kitty get get a board. Yes, and, they get uh, board. And Kurt manages to teleport away. Yeah, like this is like a really specific kind of subset of Vord because it's like the weird like, like those like, uh, like those fucking like Vor medical vehicles. That's what it makes me think of. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's like a. Like a horrible uh, biological ambulance. Oh yeah, yeah. That eats people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a reminder: um, this is the Excalibur uh, podcast for people who know what a fetish is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> one might say we're fetish experts. <laughs> um, so yeah, Kurt, Kurt teleports away, and then uh, speaking of fetishes, uh, we we cut to uh, 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 Phoenix falling ass first into a big cake. Yeah, that bit was weird. But I love that she's literally floating in the gutters of a panel. <laughs> like, yeah, she she's just there. I was half tempted to ask what, what, where, why, 
but I don't think it really matters. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it literally doesn't matter. She she was in the the Mojoverse and she escaped probably because of dream shit. Yeah, she gets gra- like she falls into a stage play that's happening, uh, uh, which looks deranged. It's, no, it's sillier than a stage play. It's a cosplay event. <laughs> There's a rat with a chainsaw. Yeah. It look <laughs> it's, it's a, it's it is masquerade. Yeah. It's 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 bonkers. Yeah. But it's it's to justify the scene in the dream where she's getting grabbed by all of her chains. For whatever reason, everyone at this cosplay event decided to like let's just all grab her at once because they ruined our cake. Yeah. Yeah, this this plebe who's not even in a cool character that we recognize. Yeah, they're their own original character. Destroy them. <laughs> we don't appreciate OCs in this. We just want references. Yeah, and then outside of the bubbles uh, that that she popped out of, uh, here come the war wolves. Yep. With the big old boom. Yeah, and, they just sort of are there. And we, and we find out they're so si- shiny and slick that her uh, psychic powers don't work on them. So yeah. that's why... Their brains are too smooth. Yes. So she starts with the most logical thing, a food fight. Mm-hmm. As we know. Yeah. That's that's the, that's the logical uh, 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 response to, <laughs> to smooth wolves. <laughs> um, yeah, she, like, wraps one up in chains and just kind of, like, books it. It's, uh, it's a decent uh, sort of chase sequence. Uh, again, there's just the thing of, like, the werewolves just, like... I don't know how I expected them to talk, but I didn't wasn't really expecting to be so like, like, doing bits. Yeah, I guess they, they they always be doing bits. I just it's just, it's just they're they're like fucking like they, like like the Three Stooges, but horrible wolf monsters. I read to form you. They are they are from a mojos. Yeah, that makes a little bit more sense knowing that they're a mojo thing, and like now, but like reading it, it was just like. It's just like he's doing bits. He's doing like a like a a a, a call and response joke mm-hmm. uh, as he's chasing uh, Rachel through this uh, subway, yeah. and and Rachel uses the power of public transportation to kill one of them, tossing it onto <laughs> the third rail. Yep. Uh, <laughs> luckily, luckily, werewolves, despite being resistant yeah. to a lot of things, yeah, the, the werewolves are transportation. The, the, before she's she's. The werewolf is like, you signed a contract for life. And she's like, uh, no, I was forced to. And then fuck you, die. And also I'm going to take out the entire rest of the rear of this subway car with my cool giant phoenix. Yeah, there's also like this thing that I like, I I, I sort of forgot about, about like old, like comic book writing where characters will just say the thing that's happening as it's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and like... As she blows open the subway, because like this is like a sort of like the first like hint of it, I guess, is like everyone's having their thoughts at her, and as soon as she's a telepath, so she picks them all up. But then she says, "They're afraid of me." Like we wouldn't have been able to interpret that from the thought bubbles coming from the previous panel. It's just it's weird writing. It's 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 it just seems unnecessary. Yeah. Although one of the thought bubbles is, "Wish I could do that." <laughs> Damn, I wish that was me. <laughs> oh fuck. It looks like it's the nun that's thinking that too, yeah. because of the like the juxtaposition. <laughs> Look, the, the the nun is either thinking, "I wish I could do that," or smash her. Well, there's yes. no, no, we're not sure which kind of smash her she's thinking, but it's one of yeah. the kinds. 
I don't know. It's an X Men comic. It's probably both somehow. Yes, somehow. Um, fucking Technet are just sitting like cool guys on top of a big tower. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh yeah, I I sensed the Phoenix. She used her Phoenix. Yeah, she activated the Phoenix effect. She popped her level three yeah. super. That's a joke for almost nobody. Yes. Um, we cut back to the really cool lighthouse house, and Kurt is killing back a someone. Certain lighthouse. Kurt is killing some. That's in my notes too. Kurt is not above killing a motherfucker for being annoying. Yeah, Kurt is dressed up like like a generic burglar with 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 you know the little beanie, the the high turtleneck, some gloves, he's, and he's tossing. He's dressed like a. See, in my opinion, he's dressed like a longshoreman. He's like, well, I'm going to a lighthouse. Also like, true. He is, he is moving a large uh, sack of uh, shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, uh, fucking, uh, Brian is, uh, absolutely fucking, uh, drunk off his tits. Um, this, this comic is very anti-alcohol. Like, like, alcoholics are the devil. <laughs> as far as I've seen so far. Um, but yeah, like, he goes to the this lighthouse and, like, Kurt's first act on seeing, uh, uh, O'Brien being absolutely schlitzed is to just throw him into the fucking yeah. ocean. He'll, he'll, he'll either wake up or he'll die. One of the two. No great loss either his, way. His line is, and if perchance you should fail to resurface, well, based on what I've just seen, no great loss. Kurt was, uh, Kurt was planning on icing this motherfucker. <laughs> uh... But luckily, or unfortunately, I have no idea. I have no opinions on on Captain Britain outside of the unfortunate fact that he is Captain Britain. You you, you, you um, will learn. You will learn. Captain Britain too. I gotta talk about is like so feels so out of place in this comic because he's like a generic lantern jawed superhero, and you know Kurt is Kurt. Yeah, he's 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 a blue demon boy. Um. Uh, it looks fucking ridiculous. Um, they they have some uh, they have some comparative uh, uh, philosophy in this scene. Uh, Kurt, uh, like, is, is we gotta we gotta get we gotta save we gotta save uh, Megan and we gotta save Kitty. Uh, and I need your help. Uh, and 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 Brian's being very mopey about the, about his dead sister. Um, uh, we get we get one of those ridiculous lines of like you don't know what it's like to die, and then of course Nightcrawler responds, "Well, you don't know what it's like to live," um, which is one of those lines that sounds a lot cooler until you actually think about mm-hmm. it for two seconds. Because uh, um, Captain Britain has died before. Yeah, I, I figured the the way that the rest of the the text is him talking about like the like dying and like the terror of having to live through it kind of thing. Uh, it's. It's pretty solid. Mm. Uh, again, he just looks ridiculous in this comic because of his shape. That um, continues. Yes. Um, the next page is uh, has a lot of things I want to talk about. <laughs> uh, the fucking the misty town she's walking to is crazy. The like walking by the fantasy bookstore. I think it's a bookstore. It's very unclear yeah, what it it's is. It's a bookstore. It's a bookstore that has a novelty sword in a novelty stone called Excalibur. Um, it's a cool fantasy uh, bookstore. I, I, the craziness of the like the sign telling you that it's in London being like flush with the like 
uh the, the 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 like the glass pane that it's sitting on making it look like it's like an advertisement for where we yeah, are yeah we are in london yeah advertising um, in london that we are in london fucking I, I i gotta say i fucking love rachel's jacket again this is another instance of characters just wearing jackets over their costumes like that's a normal thing to wear um but her this is an out this this is a thing like an, an, an outfit that died from the area it came from yes the the like the tassel jacket yeah the 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 the, the uh the leather jacket with the rawhide tassels it Honestly, it fucking owns because it gives that like wing effect mm. they're trying to go for with Rachel and a lot of her like her her framing and, and her like uh, silhouetting. It's awesome looking, but it just like when I saw this thing, it was like the most blast from the past here. It's like this is this is a dead kind of jacket. They just don't make these anymore. They killed the man that invented this. Yes. And there's a specific reason she is in front of this fantasy uh, bookstore. It is so that we can uh, you know. Uh, say look Excalibur I, she, I wonder if she, this is going to come later this Excalibur yeah, I wonder if this will be where we get the name from I also love Technet showing up in the like yeah, it, the reflection because it's like a fucking queen yes. <laughs> like, reference it's just it's, like why are they drawing it like this <laughs> and then we get to see someone void again yeah, body bag slurps her up. Um, it's the worst, and I hate it. Yeah, the, uh, there are multiple panels to to make sure you know exactly how the slurping happens. Oh, it's it's not good. I don't like it. Um, fucking. <laughs> luckily, the day is saved because werewolves show up. Yeah, yeah. When one one group of villains finds another group, and they're both after the same person, it's always good. Yeah. I love it. It's my favorite. I do also enjoy uh, Gatecrash trying to do the, like, excuse me, sentience, but you're interfering with official business. <laughs> while, while Pharaoh just gets murked. Yeah. Pharaoh's dead. Fuck Pharaoh. No one and all my homies he, hate Pharaoh. He had, he had no cool powers. He just had four arms and four swords. Yeah. And isn't the leader, so doesn't get that as an excuse. Speaking of that, we get to see more Technic powers. Yes, but before that, uh, there's a blink and you miss it insane line where it's like, like Nightcrawler is sitting like a cool guy on a on a pole, and his like his line of I guess how they excuse how he's in the scene already. Um, she broadcasts such po a powerful and distinctive bio pattern that the portable Cerebro sensor pack <laughs> I brought with me from Mare Isle. Yeah. Everybody knows it's like, really easy to just bring a, a, a little Cerebro with you. Classic comic book writing where a thing is being explained in the panel. It's 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 come, it's relevant to be coming up. They knew people would complain, so they had to write it as gotta if this was a gotta thing stop that was that, always... that that, uh, that letters letter from coming in, so they don't have to write about the letter to the editor. <laughs> Good thing I brought with this gun with me to shoot people. <laughs> oh God, yeah, fucking. I, I guess Cerebro, you can, there's mini Cerebros out there, I guess. Yeah, don't worry about um, it. it. It's happened before. Yeah, I'm sure it has. Oh, it's just, it's new to me. Only so when it's important, it like, though. Otherwise, they forget it exists. Yeah. So Also, Cerebro is a giant uh, machine that's designed to find mutants. That's yeah, that, that specifically needs psychics to, to use it. Usually, Professor yeah. X. Yes. 
And to note, uh, you know, Nightcrawler is not a psychic in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, don't worry about it. The, the little, the mini version still lets you do it somehow. Shut up. Um, fucking, I do, I do really like uh, Kurt uh, goading a wool wolf into cutting open body bag to free all his friends. Yeah. That's a cool shot. Yeah. Um, and then we get a less cool shot of everybody covered in goo just sliding out of the sliced open body bag. Uh, he was perfectly bags. okay. The body bag's fine. He's just a little knocked out. Yeah. He's just a little, he's just a little eepy. <laughs> um, fucking, fucking Cat and Britain shows up. I guess he's sobered up enough to show up. Mm. Uh, I love that he's just standing on the air. Yeah. Like, he's not flying. He's just literally, like, no-clipped. <laughs> Man has got his Gmod powers yep. activated. Yeah, he's standing on there, and then the very next panel, he just gets bodied by Thug <laughs> swinging a war wolf. Which fucking owns so bad. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, like, I don't know Captain Britain, but I feel in my soul that he's a character that deserves to get clobbered by a war wolf. Yeah. <laughs> he just seems the type. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I'm all for this. Um, oh fuck, I, I like. And then we get to like the panels that I gasped at. Like I saw this and I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Oh, you're talking about ring toss, right? Definitely ring yeah, of toss. Yeah, not I'm... the one right below it. And not not talking about Joy Boy. It is. Oh man. Okay. So Joy Boy's power, I guess, is to like, is like like wish granting or yeah. like reality granting or something um but so he like like kitties i guess try to be engaged in the fight um and has been give, like he's like i'm gonna give you the power to be solid again uh i guess uh but it comes with the caveat of making her incredibly overweight i guess yeah, because that she's very solid Get it? Because yeah. she's, she's comically fat. This is porn. Like that's <laughs> the thing about. I have to like really like talk about this. This this is this is a fetish TF sequence that is happening here. It is it is like people always talk about that kind of stuff of like oh you know they 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 hid this fetish content and you know you look at it and it's not really anything but like. Through the trained eye of a transformation fetishist such as myself. This is a this is there there is no difference between this this panel of of Kitty getting like fat than like your average weight gain fetish content. It's insane. It's it is it this drove me up a wall. I had to like walk I had to get up and walk around the room for a while when I saw this the first Beautiful. time. Because it is you're just not prepared. There, there's nothing that like it, it's it's just it's like a jump scare from the past. It's it is Chris Chris Claremont like looking me dead in the eyes and with a knowing smile, seeing into the very depths of my soul. <laughs> just like uh, yeah, this is happening. Deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> in this moment, we are brothers. Ah, <laughs> uh, God. I, I I was just not ready for Joy Boy. Anything about yeah. him and this like bizarre, this this bizarre weight gain fetish yeah. content. Cause uh, I can't talk about it forever, but like like you get you get like a trained eye for this sort of thing when you when it's meant to be like TF content versus like just 
like a thing. And typically speaking, I, the, the tell for me is like the the weight gain element of it is like appealing. Like the shapes are attractive mm. is like a really important, I think, like difference. Like outside of like slob play stuff, yeah. like the 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 big thing for weight gain stuff is like it's it is an abundance of shapes that's like the appealing thing and that is what's happening here like this this is this is just a character becoming like attractively plump and round in a way that is like debilitating in an erotic way it is it is insane how did this become like how did they get away with this <laughs> um well hold on to that thought for the next uh uh 121 issues <laughs> it will um, keep coming back up you have hit one of the cores of excalibur yeah that is it's fucking secret tf fetish content that um claire chris claremont's a freak um china doll's power is pretty basic but it's still fun it's just shrinking it, it makes you um, small and it is not tf form because it happens to a weird silver you know la dog person i do like that it gives like a little dog yeah <laughs> you you've become you become uh, uh fucking teacup size. Yeah, it yips, and also the uh, the 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 words are smaller in the word bubble. Yeah, it's great. Uh, fucking waxworks power is also insane. Just no uh, more bones. Yeah, it, it 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 it's the bone remover. Um, ah, fuck. It, this is its own like like elastic stretchy women is like there is its own fucking fetish thing too uh but like yeah man fucking nothing's gonna beat joy boy though that is fucking insane um and then and then fucking cat and britain gets hit with the bimbo ray (laughs) yeah he just (laughs) which is ultra effective on him yes because his brain is empty and full of rocks um but yeah, Scatterbrain just gets it with the like the bubbles. Yeah, we should specific. He does not turn into a bimbo. That is something that could happen this combat. No, he just he oh, just gets no. he just gets he just gets very happy and empty brained. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck! And and it's and me. to deal with these horrifying uh, powers, uh, they figure out. What if we just use these werewolves as projectiles to slam uh, two of these uh, Technic people into each other? Which does kind of own. Um, luckily, this is the kind of powers where the when they stop focusing on you, it stops working kind of powers, because otherwise they'd be pretty fucked. Yeah. It turns out bones are important. <laughs> bones are important. I do love fucking uh, Rachel just like... <laughs> Zooping, yeah, just uh, Joy Boy, just tossing Joy Boy out into space. Wowie! <laughs> and and to note, Joy Boy is a baby. Joy Boy never says any any words. It just makes baby noises. Yeah, it's just unintelligible nonsense. Um, yeah, fucking Kurt does a cool drop kick of China Doll or the gate crash to make her smaller. Uh, and and more manageable. Wait, wait. I I I do really like the little like final like bit of this with like Kitty like throwing all of her like tangibility into one punch is a cool yeah. like. And just like this is gonna hurt in the morning. Yeah, I love that kind of shit. Because Gatecrasher is currently Kitty sized, but still built yeah. like a tank. Yeah, it's true. And uh, the teleporter has been hiding like in a like in a like a little arch the whole time as a little scared little creature. 
Um, but yeah, the day is saved. They did it. They done. They done. They done barely managed to to, to beat these. <laughs> yeah, Technic teleports away. The Warwolves escape into the sewer. One of them with like just completely fucked back legs. One of them still tiny. Yeah, one of them has like a crunched nose, yeah. which is really funny looking. They did it. They did it, and now we have the denouement where, hey, maybe we should all work together. What are we, some kind of suicide squad? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have to introduce literally all of the ex, all the ex people are really happy to see each other, and you know, uh, uh, Megan and Captain Britain are still. Um, who are you people again? Yeah, which ones are yous? <laughs> um, fucking, I got a fucking Christ. Um. The thing that, that the most, like, uh, sent me over the edge with this, like, um, uh, the, the, the actual Denouma is that, like, they're not on a campfire. It's like a laser beam. Yeah. It, it is, an, it, I don't, like, did they just not know how to draw fire in the 80s? Like, what the fuck happened here? I, I think they just drew the smoke wrong. The, yeah, I guess, like, yeah, when it came to, like, the color or whatever, like, like, they just didn't know that was supposed to be smoke, and so it's just a giant laser mm-hmm. beam that's shooting off into space. It happens for multiple panels, yeah, it, too. Yeah, you get the very first panel, you see a bunch of smoke going straight up, and then every other panel, it's just a laser beam of fire. Yeah, fucking Brian is you know, getting fucking schlisted. I love them all wearing their costumes at like in a casual campfire mm-hmm. setting. is really funny. I do enjoy... Because uh, the, the thing about it, too... Like, just to point this out, Kitty wasn't wearing a costume in the fight against TechNet. So she, they, when they went back to uh, Mirror Island or whatever it's called, um, in the Scottish Highlands, she went to get changed in her costume. Yeah, yeah. during the entire fight, Kitty had, like, a, a, a jacket, a red blouse, like, uh, jeans, and, like, leg warmers on. It's it's amazing. They they're all kind of like haha reminiscing about the X-Men. Kurt is like toasting toast on the campfire, which is insane to me. That's how you make toast. Like, but like marshmallows are like the obvious one there. That, like why that, toast? That's too American. Oh fuck. <laughs> uh I do I do like Rachel just floating there for no reason though. Yeah, R- Rachel tells everybody that she her memories are all fucked. Yeah, so we don't have to like test her on any of the backstory. That yeah, she we has. don't have to have have to ask what happened in Mojoverse because that would be very confusing. Um, God, fuck. Um, I do like the shot where she's looking in the fire and her eyes are like the phoenix symbols. Mm-hmm. That shit's cool looking. Um. I do really enjoy like the end of this is like well we we all accomplished what we're out to do Captain Britain's like on his way out <laughs> like alright bye I guess mm-hmm. see you later <laughs> just like wait wait hold up we got a uh, dreams or something yeah the 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 justification for what why is so forced it's so forced it's like it's this weird metaphor about how, like, well, the, like, just because, like, Xavier is dead, does that mean that we should be giving up on the dream of X-Men getting to live yeah. prosperous lives amongst humans? Um, yeah, and, and the, the the whole dream thing in the beginning was supposed to be a thing about how, like, uh, 
people could change what what history meant by retelling it and we have to tell our own version yeah it's one of those it's a very forced history is decided by the victors type thing but also it's um, very x-men which means that you know you know uh uh brian and uh megan are just kind of to the side just like yeah sure you, you yeah. can live in our cool lighthouse yeah it's it's kind of in in and yeah, it's this ridiculous thing about how like history becomes legend, and then we get we need to decide like what like the legend is, and you know we're gonna we take inspiration from King Arthur and 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 his sword Excalibur, and and we will become Excalibur. Yeah. It is so forced. It is unbelievable. Like, it, but at the end of the time, like at the end of the day too, I don't think there's a good way of like going like okay, we're gonna call ourselves Excalibur. Mm. Why is that? Well, we're like a British sort of team so like we gotta have like x in our name somewhere and sure so... we have two americans one german and and two brits so we're a british team <laughs> and we live in scotland <laughs> uh, well the lighthouse is in england incredible so they fly from scotland to yeah they, they uh, fly from london to to uh to to, to scotland and then fly back yeah, because the this Denouement party is on like the the Scottish islands, yeah. like uh, like it mentions that. So yeah, so they fly all the way back to the lighthouse after that. Well, that's okay. That, what what Britain's what like twelve miles across or something? That's like what uh, twenty uh, uh, kilometers. Yeah, and so with laughter and transcendent joy, the dream is reconsecrated, and Excalibur, the most ancient and noble blade, once more redrawn. <laughs> um, God, it's just fucking, it's so forced, but I guess that's probably fine. Yeah, it's one of those, I, like, this is, the, look, the, this is this is the weakest part of the book. Yeah, I mean, it could be worse. There's certainly, it certainly would be fucking ridiculous if X-Men suddenly started caring a lot about swords out of nowhere. That would be stupid. <laughs> what if there's a uh, an X Men called Magic who uh, carried a sword? God, fucking Magic. <laughs> uh, is she gonna come up in Excalibur? Uh, or is that this, this, put a pin in that? Oh no! <laughs> oh fuck! Oh, I'm not ready for Magic. <laughs> um, I love that she canonically doesn't know how to spell magic. That's so funny. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's how you spell magic with a K. Um, but yeah, um, pretty good though. I will say like, I think it's a solid, uh, opening, uh, yeah, like event annual reboot, uh, thing. Uh, TechNet is, is horrible and I hate them. <laughs> the werewolves are the worst and I hate them more. Um, they're just bizarre insane fetish content uh masquerading as supervillains. <laughs> so Fi, on the uh, scale of Fallout Equestria to Fallout Project Horizons, where would you put this? I mean this doesn't make me like unreasonably angry. It's written by people who know what they're like know how to write a story at the very mm. least. Um so like definitely probably like close like I I don't know. Like the problem with it is that like I hate the X-Men not necessarily like it and it's not by the fault of anything that has happened like even in the era that this is set in mm -hmm. right like i hate modern x-men i hate the neoliberal fascist apartheid state yeah. x-men stuff 
this stuff is stupid, but like on a level of like soap opera, like it's it's comic book drama nonsense. I I enjoy the fact that everybody kind of hates each other and like are like awkwardly having to kind of be a found family and try to pick up the pieces like from a, a bigger event thing. Mm. This is, you know, inoffensive as far as X Men comics go. I think. Um, it's got characters I like, yeah. like I like Kitty Pride. I think she's got cool powers. I li- like, I don't know what the dragon's about, but like, that's yeah. fine. Um, don't worry, you'll find out. You know, Nightcrawler's great. Hard to hate Nightcrawler. <laughs> Nobody hates um, Nightcrawler. Yeah. <laughs> if you hate Nightcrawler, you're a cop. <laughs> Look, uh, Nightcrawler and Storm, two characters nobody's allowed to hate. It's true. Uh, <clears throat> Nightcrawler is just a little guy. He's just... He's this. He, he is the most like he's got so many tags. Like he's 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 a mutant swashbuckler, uh, acrobat, uh, demon. Yeah. Sometimes he's not a demon yet, but he, he yeah he, he's got uh, uh lesbian mothers. Yes. Uh, in, in the original plan was like Mystique, you know, and and uh, what's Oracle. Yeah, Oracle. We're gonna gonna be his moms. <laughs> Um, and then they changed that because they're cowards. It's. And then later he became like the son of the devil, yeah. kind of, or like a the devil. Yeah, one, There's multiple the yeah, devils. One of the Marvel. devils. Yeah. Like Mephisto is like the Satan of like Marvel, right? Like he's the most the devil or is it like, I don't, or is there a more that I don't keep up with that. That's, that's, that's too much Marvel even for me. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to do a tier list of who's the devil, the most the devil. <laughs> suffice to say nightcrawler is the son of of the devil um and sometimes his powers are about bamfing into hell um but right now he just sort of like teleports and that's fine he teleports he's a swashbuckler he's got uh, insane bisexual drip um what are your feelings uh, on rachel and and the the three ones you didn't know Rachel's like a mystery to me, I guess. Like Rachel Summers is a character that I only know from the descriptions that are insane. Like it it's part of the X-Men stuff that's the hardest to like, which is all the like time travel stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh right? And and like time travel stuff and like like Madeline Pryor is like a clone or alternate dimension. She's a clone. Okay, she's a clone. So comic book bullshit that like always take get gets uh, t- I get like I dock marks for clones alternate realities time travel and kind of all of those yeah all of the above um yeah that's x-men and that's x-men and that that makes it hard to like but the thing about it is that x-men isn't always like that but it it sucks when it is yeah Um, sometimes it's normal stuff sometimes storm gets turned into a space whale (laughs) sometimes sometimes cable shows up um but uh yeah she's weird and i guess she has the phoenix force so somebody can have it mm. um uh i don't know it's more interesting like i like i think the phoenix force is also one of those things where i think it's the least interesting when like jean gray has it too because mm-hmm. it's just kind of like whatever because yeah. uh, she just has this like it's it's a little too messianic i guess like it, i guess is my problem with it like it worked for the the dark phoenix saga but that was three issues of of a comic in the 80s yeah Exactly. The, 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 when, when like, seven different X-Men all have the Phoenix Force, and uh, and the only cool thing is when fucking uh, 
fucking Colossus tries to give the whales legs. <laughs> the fucking Phoenix Force. <laughs> um, and he's very sad because Cap- the whales start dying on land because they can't breathe. Uh, Megan has inscrutable, like, like, weird manic pixie dream girl energy going on. I'm assuming that's just intentional. Yeah, that that is very much intentional. Yeah. And Captain Britain, I think, is funny because he's just, he's a brick. Like, he is a, he's a, he's a lantern-jawed flying brick. And that's really funny in an X-Men comic. What if the most generic superhero... Uh, was in an X-Men comic, and also he was a sad sack. Yeah, fucking, like, I, I, there's just not a good comparison. Like, like it's it's just like, like, I don't know. I, 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 can't, I can't think of a funnier comparison than, like, fucking, here comes fucking uh, this, like, very generically pulp-ass, like, lantern-jawed superhero. <laughs> Okay, the the thing I also wanted to, to question about him, too. Is he a mutant? No. Okay. Because that was the thing that, like, stuck out to me. It's like, okay, like, it's an, the X-Gene, but the X-Gene isn't, like... Because the X-Gene is bullshit and magic nonsense. It can just, it can, like, skip around generations and, like, it doesn't it doesn't always present yeah. in people and shit. It's it's complete nonsense. Uh, I wasn't sure if, like... Because he's, he's Psylocke's sister. That's 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 sister. Right? Psylocke's brother. That's it, that's his connection to the, yeah. the book. Basically, uh, is incredibly tenuous. Um, but yeah, and I had and I, he's a complete mystery to yeah. me. Uh, is he magic? Is he super science? Like what? Yeah. What is his? He, like? He's magic. He he is literally directly connected to Merlin. <laughs> oh, fuck. So he's like Shazam kind of yeah, shit. But also like, he's he's connected to the Omniverse, which is the multiverse and and the various other Captain Britons that all exist throughout the multiverse. Why do they keep doing that? <laughs> Alan Moore. Yeah, you got me there. Like that's my favorite thing is that the Spider-Verse is by no means the first time comics has ever pulled this shit. Yeah, and the actual comic version of the Spider-Verse was not good. Yeah, it's awful. Do not actually read Spider-Verse stuff. It's bad. Um just, just read yeah, the like five the the four pages that newsprint Spider-Man shows up. That's all you need. Or Spider's Man. Or Spider's Man, yes. Until they brought him back and made him a villain and it wasn't you know cool. Nearly as fun, because that's not why the character was interesting. Um Christ. Um Fucking yeah, Captain Britain right now is like a complete like like it's just funny. He he his his only only actions in and uh the sword is drawn is to be drunk, depressed, get thrown in a, like the ocean and almost die. <laughs> um show up like finally sober and his one act is to get fucking drop kicked by a guy named Thug. Yep. Fucking no notes, perfect. Hundred out of a hundred character. <laughs> um, oh, fuck. I love this though. Like the thing, I think the, the the other fun thing about Excalibur too is that like, I think it's always important to know. I guess 
that like Nightcrawler and like Kitty Pride, these kind of characters are fucking nobodies as far as X Men yeah. are concerned. Like they are, they are characters in the fringe. The only reason why people care, like, no, like that, the only reason why like Nightcrawler has had such a like I think a significance over the years is because he's blue and yeah. nobody else is yeah. except for this. Uh, Kitty Pride was important in the eighties because she was. She she was the jubilee of her time. She was the uh, the 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 character that the teenagers were supposed to view things through. <sighs> fucking incredible. Ah, oh, fuck. Uh, but well, uh, and now she's a ninja. Yeah, now she well, she's been a ninja since the eighties. Come on. That's the only thing they know to do with women in comic books. Say eh, is they just they they, they just give them like ninjas. hey sometimes they turn the them into can... vampires. <sighs> Speaking of, then we're not Jubilee. reading anything about Jubilee. <laughs> like, I, I, okay. I guess this is another important thing to know about X Men, and I have to ask this: Does Dracula show up in the Excalibur? Um, I actually don't remember. God, yeah, Dracula is one of X Men's antagonists. Yeah. That's which is fucking insane. Well, I don't think he does because Storm's not around. Yeah, that's the thing I hate the most about, like, not the most I hate about X-Men, but it's, like, it's so hard to talk about X-Men because it's, like, when you think about X-Men, you're, like, okay, it's the battle of, like, two forces of mutants, good and evil, that uh, that have comparable philosophies about how to deal with, like, surviving a human society, and humanity hates them, um, uh, and it's, like, all this, like, minority and bigotry stuff, and that is, like, a trick. That 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 is a, that is a lie. <laughs> X-Men has almost nothing to do with that. Yeah, that, and yeah, and, and I can say having read a lot of X-Men, that doesn't really show up until all new, all different, which is when Claremont shows up to start writing. Oh, Before that, fuck. like, you could read it into it, but also it was just a really bad teen uh, book with vague soap opera elements and the Brotherhood yeah. of Evil Mutants. Yeah. What a, what a bad name. Yeah. <laughs> Oh Christ! Oh, oh I'm dying. <laughs> uh, this is this is every episode of of the podcast. Eventually, I just like start dying and melting because it gets too hot in my room. Um, it's okay. Eventually, it'll be winter again, and we'll still be doing this. Yes. Oh man, yeah. I don't. Yeah, we're just gonna be like. I, I think to reiterate, we're definitely gonna probably just gonna be covering like the original run. Um, and uh, I don't because. Because I feel like anything past that would require me reading a lot more X Men than I want yeah. to. Um, I, I mean, I really we'll, we'll just, when it comes up at the end, we, we might make a decision. But the decision most likely going to be by saying no. I'm tapping out. This is too much. I have to kill me now. Yeah. God. This is already this has already been a lot, and we've we've covered a single issue. <laughs> I, I guess not an issue, but like an like a single annual a yeah. single like yeah it's the equivalent of two issues yeah <laughs> this has been two issues and the next episode um, is going to be also two issues yeah that, that's gonna we're gonna be trying to cover like micro arcs yeah. i guess yeah uh, of, of yeah the basic uh, the in general most story arcs are like uh two to four issues so that'll be about yeah. how many uh, books we cover yeah, and it, it, it gets a lot more varied, like, later on uh, in other, yeah. other comics. Yeah. Usually the two-to-four format. Yeah, once we start a universe hopping, it's going to get a little bit weird. Oh, Christ. I'm going to have to learn so much X-Men lore against my own uh, will. I mean, mostly you're going to be learning <laughs> Captain Britain lore against your will. Oh. 
no. So, everyone, tune in next week for War Wolves of London. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> We're going back to War Wolves. Yeah, we gotta finish off the War Wolves story. Yeah. I'm not ready. Nobody's ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Nobody's don't, ready don't, for these Don't speak for wolves. me. <laughs> um, Christ. All right. Well, I guess I don't know how we're going to sign this one off because uh, usually Weird used to do that uh, with the, their very dramatic uh, endings. Uh, but, like, bye, I guess. <laughs> Tune in. <laughs> Tune in next week. Next X time. Next X channel. Black cloaks and hidden faces. When we gonna get a look at you? Belong.